Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, and the Fitness Five channel today. Uh, it's uh, we're gonna go on a mission, literally, and uh, you'll you'll have some fun when I say the word mission. Once you know who my guest is, but um, but it's a mission to change life, a mission to kind of train the mindset and uh, to really learn how to live happy, healthy, wealthy, both you know all mind, body, and spirit, which is the combination of who we are, and. Uh, I we do a lot of those discussions and you know not every day I get someone who actually is an expert in this matter and who is dedicated now to do this and help people around the world to transform basically to a better being and live a life that's fulfilling and uh, uh just just you know what we all want we want to live a happy healthy wealthy life and uh at times it is difficult for all of us we all go through our struggles and uh it is always good to hear stories and 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 get someone to drive us and at least remind us of what can be done and that there can be things done for us to be better and live better so that that being said <laughs> i have with me today uh jake thomas and uh he is uh a founder a coach um he helps people but a founder of live uh like jake uh it is his own concept but but also, I want to do one thing before anything else. He is a former Marine, so I salute you, Marine, <laughs> and thank you for your service. Uh, so that's and again uh, that goes out to all our veterans out there and all our you know uh, sir you know service you know men and women out there and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for the work you do. Uh, so that's that's you know do for for you know as always. Uh, so thank you for that. And so Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Hurricane. It's good to be here, man. Uh, listen, I, you and I, we've been trying to get this going, going for a couple of months, but we yeah, made it and yeah. that's all that matters. Listen, yeah. when we do this, it's not always, you know, like you know, book done. I mean, sometimes things happen and it is what it is. But the essential thing is that we're here and we're going to deliver this message. And you do have a story and a message and you are doing great work. Uh, but this work started, you know, based on your own personal, uh, I guess, journey. Yeah. Let's go there. Um, what was, you know, Jake like? early on and, uh, and and let's let's take it back all the way when you were i guess in the, the marine force or if you want whatever you want to take us but let's bring us from that journey to the point where you your life became unique and different and how you were able to change it yeah for sure and again thanks so much for having me i'm glad we finally got to connect yes, sir. Uh, also the work the way work the way you know i grew up um in the suburbs i went to catholic school i had the quintessential makings of what looked to be a beautiful childhood and parents even though they eventually got divorced but weren't the wealthiest of family we weren't the poorest of family but you know upper middle class went to good schools and had friends and, and would looked on the surface all the right things but beneath all that there's a lot of deceit amidst my family a lot of infidelity and abandonment and 
a lot of that I dealt with, and rather all of it I dealt with as a child, from eight years old throughout the rest of my life. Um, my younger brother and I, and we kept our mouths shut. We just handled things as they were. We were separated from our parents, from other abandons. We were kids. We lived with the unfaithful father and his wife, and just the materialism of it all, the facade of it all to be looking like, hey, everybody's smiling and they're the perfect family. We weren't. And uh, that really bothered me from when I was a kid all throughout my life. I just held my tongue. And so I ran to the Marine Corps because to me that was better than where I was. So I went to that for solace of all places to the military. And that's where I first started to learn about myself and the forms of self-reliance and discipline really more than anything and you know, fortitude and resilience and honor and courage, commitment, duty, character. Because I didn't really have any of that growing up. I didn't have the examples of it. My father was a, a great sports coach, but he didn't tell me really anything about being a gentleman. Not much about class, esteem, prestige, chivalry, manners, you know, kindness and generosity. And I had to learn all that on my own. So kind of growing up and becoming a man and learning things, what I thought to be manly, um, was what I had to create. And the Marine Corps gave me a lot of that because that began the process of me creating the man I always needed in my life but never had, essentially. Mm -hmm. And from there, that's how I kind of built the foundation of the company. You know, the company started with leadership principles, with characteristics and traits that are commendable, something that you are living life or living life that you can look back upon and say, this is incredible. I am acting. I'm not just becoming, rather, I'm not just appearing to be, I am becoming. Because if you are not embodying something that you are trying to exude, it's falsified. It's, it's empty words. You're not carrying anything. So for me, it was really the Marine Corps where I first started to learn like action is the antithesis for anxiety. And in order to become, you cannot just appear to be. And that's where I started to kind of acquire what I was admiring by other people, places, and things. And that started the path to, uh, to self-master. Well, so, so Jake, amazing. You know, you, you are pretty much a representation to a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I know that today people are watching and listening that probably can relate to your story. And uh, we all have parents at a point in another in our lives, but depends on how what we get from them early on. Sometimes there is some stuff that we can take from them. Sometimes there's not enough, whatever the case may be. But but um, we don't even know ourselves until we get to a certain point of life. But you realize that you didn't have those those i guess values and those elements and you said you ran to the, the marine corps now now it's funny you said it though but but um it was a calling right i mean at, at the end of the day i'm sure you believed in something in 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 the marine corps and and by the way that that is um military in general or armed forces are typically uh great ways where you learn your discipline and i know marines specifically have a higher and i'm not you know putting down any other you know branch of the armed forces here but i i have few friends in the marines and they all kind of like you know uh pretty uh you know high about how they believe about the the branch itself but uh but the fact is it is it teaches different um i guess values and to your point leadership and honesty and honor and all these things are things discipline is is the first element i mean certainly you're going through the boot camp business <laughs> you know it's a lot of work and uh and it's all about drilling you down to to becoming you know a new person 
Uh, and that's actually, I mean, I, I have not served, but I've been in the martial arts, which almost follows similar, you know, concepts of ranking and concept yeah. of respect, discipline, all the stuff. Yeah. It is, it's really based on the same concept. Yeah. And so I understand that. And, you know, I mean, that was my route when I was a kid, but, um, but, but really it is, these are values that you don't just obtain overnight. You know, it's tough that you have to get used to. I mean, just, just. You have to earn it. Exactly. You got to earn it, but also you have to put the time and the effort and the sweat. <laughs> I mean, even blood, if, if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. you, know, oh, yeah. you know, all of that stuff has to come up, but, but not everybody is made to actually serve, for example, or to get into that because it's not easy. It's not for everyone. Uh, you know, people, sometimes they don't have what it takes to, to be a Marine or to be just in, 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 in armed forces. And, or sometimes they just don't see it as a route, but the fact of the matter, it is a life changing experience. Uh, and now I'm not sure if you've seen any tours or, or you've been in action, but I mean, that also changes the person in a whole different way. Now, again, we can talk about that if that's, you know, uh, you know, part of the discussion, but, but the idea is that you've, you've learned certain values that you may not have had. Now, not everybody is going to have the opportunity maybe to go to, to a Marine, you know, or, or any armed forces type of, you know, uh, lifestyle, or at least, you know, as they transfer themselves into becoming, uh, a fool value person right but 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 they do have the ability for example to follow you know a program like yours <laughs> because sorry, you are you sorry, are taking you are taking all the stuff that you've learned and you know you're applying it now and you're sharing it with people but so so we'll talk about that shortly but now i know you served you did all the stuff and then i know you talked about the startup or the the, the company but in between i know your story was difficult there is a point mm -hmm. of life where things were not right um because i think that's a big that's a big picture uh for a lot of people and and the reason i'm asking is that we all have that moment in life where shit is not doing right <laughs> you know just things that things are not going right you know somehow you it's a dead end whatever you feel the world is against you you don't belong anymore things happen somehow at all different levels of of our lifespan we do have these moments and some have worse than others right yeah, oh yeah and so you've gone through that let's talk about that that phase because i think that's that's the other part of what drove you to where you are today because sure. maybe if you haven't experienced that you wouldn't be today you yeah, know, that's, who that's you are for sure. that's for sure that's for sure All right, um, so. i uh you know the i was a child of 9-11 first of all back to the kind of motive to, to get in there. It wasn't just about running away from home. You know, I was a senior in high school during uh, September 11th. And can remember that obviously day very vividly. So my motivation was part, you know, a lot of that, but I also had the guise or the disguise rather of this family, you know, discontent that I had going on and discomfort and whatnot. So I was like, oh, it's perfect. I can join under the shadow of like, it's for 9-11. I'm really good for this other reason. They just happen to work out together. So mm -hmm. I had patriotism, but other self-interest that just happened to correlate with each other. But yeah, man, you know, the biggest thing that I got to remember for, honestly, was an identity. Because you become a Marine, mm -hmm. right? You are a Marine. You are not just in a club or a fraternity and instill your name like forever. You have that title of Marine. And to Sem me- Semper Fi. Semper Fi, brother. And like to me, H, it was like, you know, every single day I had purpose, I had pride, I had direction. I had this sense of just selfless dedication about me. 
that I've never had before in my life. It's like, wow, this is something I can lay my you know head on, or hang my hat on, so to speak. Something I can pen uh, a legacy signature to. That I was like, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what wholesomeness is supposed to feel like. It wasn't about the mission. It wasn't about the war and agreeing with that and the politics and all that stuff. Because at home, it's one thing, but like overseas, it's a completely different thing. You know, like at home, you're thinking about this is the enemy, FM, blah, 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 blah. Like overseas, it's completely different. There is no politics about it. It's just you and your, your boys or your, the people you're with. You know, like that's where you're insulated with. That's the war, so to speak, or that's what you're fighting for. It's not like you're fighting for anything back home. It's the immediate surrounding. So your vision and perspective of things is much different depending on where you are, right? Depending on the lens you're looking through. And for me, having that identity just gave me, again, this immense sense of pride and purpose every single day. Well, once I got out after my four years, man, that was gone. And that was the hardest thing for me to deal with because I was like, oh, I, I don't know what to do now. I'm, I'm, am I still a Marine? I think I'm still a Marine. I mean, I know I'm still a Marine, but like, I don't have the mission anymore. I'm not wearing the camouflage. I don't, I don't have the, the order of operations, like this whole, pop, 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 like I know, no matter where you are mm-hmm. while serving, you know exactly what's going on for the most part. I mean, there's occasional spontaneity, but almost every single day, you know what you at least don't have to worry about. You know, like when you're on deployment, there's no, I got to wash the car. I got to go here and do this. Or, like, no, because it's like every single day you got this going on, we're cleaning weapons or we're going on this mission or we got to, you know, get ready to go on this helicopter raid or insertion. Like everything is so scheduled and structured. And you know where your place is amongst all of it. You know, you know who you're leading, whether it be a fire team or a squad or a platoon. You know what your maneuvers are. You know what the the five paragraph order is for the warnings, who the enemy is, what your command and signal, what you know, kind of surveillance and target acquisition is required of you. And you just knew everything. And then you get out of it. And I say, in some ways, I've never been to prison before, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to that, but to come from a place of so much structure. And then just to be kind of back into the world, I was, man, I was lost. Mm-hmm. And that feeling was really hard for me to take. And that's why I went down a road for the better part of like 15 years of just wandering confusion and confusion by way of consumption, consumption of powder, consumption of liquids, consumption of people, consumption of company, consumption of experience, food, anything I could find to take myself away from the present to not feel the sobriety of reality. That was that was the beginning of what we call my downfall. But my, like you said, you have to come from somewhere in order to have perspective and understanding. That was the beginning of my deep dive into perspective and experience that now I dwell um, dwell from and really build so much of the company around. Thank you, Jake. Well, first of all, I mean, I, I, you said it, I mean, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. And I think that's that's the concept. But but in reality, when you go to regular life, it's not that structure. It's not that you don't you don't have the same commands and the same structures. And that's like everything else, right? You're you're used to a certain way every day. And then you're trained to do that. Your mind, your body, everything is actually conditioned. And then all of a sudden you're like on your own and there is no exactly. it's like you you're I, I'm excuse me for this term, you're being robotic in terms of your activity totally, and you're, you're totally. programmed. And totally. then all of a sudden, there's no more programming. <laughs> totally. And so you like, do you forget? Like, what do I do now? I don't. I don't understand. Like, I had a professor in, in business school, purposefully during in an entrepreneurship class, 
gave us an assignment without kind of parameters to it. And I was in an all better um, business school class I did you know, at Southern Cal. And we all kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> you know, like she and, and we came back the next week to turn on those assignments, and we were all kind of like hodgepodge what we had. And she was like, "I purposely gave this to y'all because I knew you were going to have difficulty without structure and order." And we were like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> you know." But like to us, it was a huge aha moment of like, "Damn, like we're that indoctrinated, or we're that like you said, program like computers or robots." Where like you know, when someone gave us a little bit of freedom and said, "Hey, just do do it your own way," we were like. And we kind of froze up. Well, that, that's that's pretty interesting because life is just like that. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. as you as we are born and raised, you know, through different stages, you are being conditioned to certain ways. And the minute, for example, you're loose and you're on your own, sometimes you don't have what it takes because totally. And and, and th that's if you had enough structure given to you. But if you start with no structure and then you're completely, you know, just in in the vacuum. That's a problem. Right. But then when you have extreme instruction and, and and guidance and structure and then all of a sudden you got none of it and and you're not the leader meaning that you're not the one who's given those instructions then that's even worse because now you become your own leader but you have not been leading so that's that's another thing but i wanted to just go back to your service and and beyond because you said after that it was like 15 years i, I if i got it correctly yeah, yeah. of down downhill but uh someone uh, is there was there any a trauma involved in this to to trigger that or there's there's no event that actually great because i mean i know a lot of veterans they do have some level of ptsd but i'm, I'm not again judging everyone but i'm just asking because uh because that could be a reason behind it from the psychological aspect of it but it could not be and so just for our audiences if you can clarify that yeah it's uh, a great question too first off it was the the feeling of misplacement you know, I just didn't feel right being back into society as a civilian. From how you talk, how you walk, the way you perceive people and the adherence you expect from people, you know, perfection. Let's say, for example, my girlfriend and I at the time, I had no zero patience. I had zero tolerance for failure or any, you know, change in plans whatsoever because when you're program to where failure equals death or you know anything other than perfection could potentially equal death it's hard to see anything else other than that being right and i did not have the patience for people whatsoever number one and that made me feel you know ostracized and kind of outside and then sitting through classes in, in undergraduate school because i went back to school and knew it's what i needed to do and i didn't want to sit around people it, it just i just didn't feel normal I didn't feel right being there. And I had injuries to both legs my first year in, in service, and I had to have surgeries um, after my discharge. And those surgeries you know, had to be in consecutive years because I couldn't have them both at the same time because there was one the left leg, one the right leg. Mm -hmm. And having to go through the, the nerve damage with those because one of the surgeries was messed up and having to relearn how to you know, rehab my legs and run and walk and everything again was annoying and frustrating because I felt like something was taken from me. So I had a bit of a like, you know, FU disposition towards it and some some inferiority, like, you know, sorrow, I should say pitiable sorrow, like me, why me? Why does that happen? Why did this have to happen to me? Blah, 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 blah. I wish it was worse. Or 
you know, having guilt because I have friends that have lost a lot more than that. And here I am complaining about his leg, his leg issues. And it's like, you know, guys would kill to have that be the problem as opposed to what, you know, limbs or eyes or other things, their lives mm-hmm. that they gave. So I was in this weird flux of not knowing what to think was right. And then amidst all that, trying to understand how I even felt. And I, I was confused, man. And like I said, I didn't know all this at the time. At the time, I didn't know that it was about having lost an identity. I didn't know at the time it was about me just trying to readjust to life and that no one was wrong. There was nothing wrong with my friends, my girlfriend, my family. You know, no matter who we are, where we are, what we're doing, the world is not as we perceive it. The world is as we are. And it is a reflection of ourselves back upon us. Right. So me thinking, like, God, they're all fucked up or like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And not to mention my, my vocabulary, you know, every <laughs> third word was fuck, right? So like the mom passed me the fucking mashed potatoes, like, hey, what the fuck's wrong? Like, I couldn't, you know, that's how we talk as Marines, right? And I just didn't feel right, man. You know, like to the point where I, I felt so lost and upset and abandoned again. Right. So like I felt like the, the Marine Corps had abandoned me the same way I felt my mother had abandoned me. And now feeling like my friends had abandoned me because I grew up with them a certain way and, and I was now different and I couldn't change for them. You know, like I wasn't the same guy anymore. And um that was hard for me to try to to try to to try to handle because I remember being smiley and fun and, and and loved them and loved how they loved me but i was uh i was different now you know and i again i didn't know all this at the time but it was uh it was what it was what was driving my confusion and so in order to deal with that i drank and i consumed and i took pills and i snorted powder and i slept with lots of girls and i did anything i could to make myself not feel the feelings that I was having so that I could somehow, I don't know, try to numb them through what I was, you know, essentially self-medicating. Well, thank you first for sharing. I mean, that's, that's pretty, you know, a lot of details and, uh, you know, I, I think it's important because people may not understand what it means until you actually, they see the, the full picture and you, again, it is a, a difficult task to readjust and, Especially when you went that young, that's the other part. I mean, you were young yeah. enough, so your conditioning was like it's like that's that's the only programming you will have now, yeah. and 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 becoming back, you know, into the reality of things is not going to be fitting, and and you will have the questions. And to your point, there's all these, do I fit in? Which were it's like you're almost like in a transition mode, and you don't even know <laughs> where do you belong. Totally. And then, and then you had what most people would do: just you want to just kind of numb yourself through uh, through it all, and just kind of keep through the emotions and and just going going through it but then there's a price to that right you you i'm sure you've probably alienated some people and you hurt oh, yeah. yourself physically oh, yeah. as well oh, yeah. and but there was a a bottom line there's like a point that was defining in your life you know past this this point i mean you've gone through these years of of just the same uh still lost 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 but what was that defining moment that actually woke you up i mean so to say because i know there's got to be a trigger point you know oh, that yeah. enough oh, is yeah. enough oh yeah my uh my younger brother is a as an attorney okay really an attorney which for a younger brother means i can never uh talk down to him anymore 
because he's intellectually superior to me, and he certainly thinks so, and he knows so. so. He was coming, uh, we were talking one day after law school, uh, the law school class that he had just come from, and I loved listening to him kind of discuss things that he had learned, because I, I just thought it was fascinating, and I was so proud of him also. So anytime he wanted to share, I was curious, and I, I just loved to listen to him talk about his school and what he was learning, because to me, I was, again, just so proud of him. And we were talking about statutes in Louisiana and, and specific codes of law that have mandatory sentences based on the crimes. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, did you know possession of a firearm along with a controlled dangerous substance or a CDS is a mandatory 10-year sentence? And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I had, at the time, this is 10 years ago, I was always carrying a firearm in New Orleans. Always. I always had a gun on me, either on my person or in my vehicle. Always, always, always. And at the time when he was telling me this, I always had a bag or bags also on me or in my vehicle. So the two, the combination. For years, every day, every night, everywhere I went, everywhere I drove, regardless of what I was consuming, what on type of influence I was under, I always had a firearm and a controlled dangerous substance, a CDS on me for years and when he told me that i was like mm. wow how many bullets pun intended have i dodged that would have been mandatory 10 years minimum minimum 10 years right not to say what could have been tacked on had you know it have been some type of being under the influence while driving god forbid i hit someone and then there's manslaughter voluntary involuntary otherwise on top of that or worse you know, to think about like just me going around partying, dealing with my problems the way I was, so to speak, having all that sorrow and, and taking it out spitefully on the world in the way that I saw to be the right way or the way I was, I, I didn't give a fuck. So like, fuck you, this is what I'm doing. That that way of life had a minimum of 10 years behind it. Dude, that's, you're fucked. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm no tough guy. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a Marine and I can fend for myself. I like to, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to the to, to state pen or federal pen. Like that's, that's not where I belong. I don't need to go prove that battlefield to anybody. God, no. And um, to think back of all the years that I've been doing this, all the days, all the nights, all the times I've driven, where I had driven, where I had my guns, where I had bags on it. Like, and to think like, my God, and that was just the, you know, that was the, that was the first real wake up call, but it wasn't enough, but it was the first one. Wow. So, so well, I do have a question. I mean, and I love the fact that your brother had the influence, uh, and yeah. at least, at least a trigger point, yeah. but, but, but that yours went by and where's everybody that, that, that was in your entourage. I mean, was there anyone that was trying to help and, uh, did you seek help actually in between, uh, in those years, or you just the only help you had was you're just being distracted with all whatever you can, I guess, <laughs> have fun with. <laughs> oh man, I was I was a master of disguise. I, I learned that real fast. First off, and the way that I did it was I always stayed in shape physically because I had friends that um, did not make it out the way that I did as far as in, in living and succumb to their own uh, vices uh, through overdose or otherwise. And I remember whenever they would pass that it was always like, 
it was so obvious that they were headed that way. Why? Because their health, their physical appearance was the first thing to, to deteriorate. He lost all this weight. She got really pale. We don't hardly see him anymore. She doesn't talk to anybody. Like the, that's, the writing on the wall was so obvious again. And so like anyone that's going down a path of, of, of overuse or abuse of drugs or alcohol or otherwise, let me tell you what to look for. They're going to get pale first off because they're spending a lot of time indoors. So what did I do? I made sure I was in the sun a lot. I would tan in tanning beds on purpose to never look pale. So people couldn't pin that one on me. That's number one. Again, the skin is the greatest sign of, of health that you can see in someone, the vibrancy, you know, just the, the color of the pigment and otherwise, and the same thing with lax thereof. You look at people that look slimy and translucent and that's their largest organ in their body saying, Hey, I'm fucked up. Right. Mm -hmm. Second thing was I kept my physical shape. People knew that was a thing that I always had. It was, you know, again, a piece of my identity. It was like, I was always working out. I was an athlete all my life. I was a Marine. And I made sure to always stay in shape because number one, it's what I wanted to do, but I knew it also would hide what was going on beneath me. So those were the real two big things. Like I just maintained pigment in my skin and I worked out really healthily. And then, you know, I didn't necessarily broadcast the habits to the masses. Like I had plenty of people who knew what I was doing within the circle, but most people just saw me as, ah, he just drinks and he parties. Like he's a Marine, he's an, he's an undergrad college or he's, you know, he's a former Marine. He works in the oil field and eh, it makes sense. But like the circle within the circle, they definitely knew. So, so again, I mean, so you camouflaged it well enough. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so somehow you were. So that was conscious, though. I mean, it's not like you yeah. were. You you, yeah. you knew where you were, but but you were just playing the game and trying to figure it out as you go. Yeah. But but I'm I'm assuming it felt good at a point, you know, or or maybe it didn't. I mean, was that really just? What was the true sensation? Because it's one thing to give a facade or like, you know, you give that look to everybody. This is what people see as perception and really what you were dealing with internally. And and it seems that you had uh, almost an ability to do that and just to keep going, which, by the way, a lot of people do that. They would hide their true feelings uh, from the public, and but they keep that inside. Eventually, that's just like a volcano just getting ready to erupt. Yep. And and it just like, you know, it adds up and adds up. And all it takes is one trigger and poof. Now, I did read that you get to a point where you had some awful thoughts, if we want to call like, you know, maybe, I guess, terminal thoughts. Sure. Uh, can you expand on that? I mean, just, just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I think that's a big element for people watching and listening right now. Uh, no matter what you're going through your life, um, if you do start, you know, seeing these kind of, you know, uh, signs, it is time for you to seek help, I think, or at least, you know, face the reality and, but, but don't go there. I mean, there are, there are people out there that can listen. There's, there's ways out of these things. And I know you are helping people right now to be transitional, to actually become transformed and really live a life yeah. that is vibrant, regardless of what, where you were. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And then we can transit into how now you became the new you and how you started, you know, uh, the company. And uh, before I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you had a, a minute before you started the company, but you started thinking about how to change yourself and then ultimately change the rest, uh, which by the way, that is, that is commendable because, you know, so we we're by human nature, we are somewhat selfish, but you, you didn't just change yourself, but now you took it where 
you don't want to keep, keep this for yourself. You want to share with the world. Totally. That's honorable also because not everybody takes this route. I mean, I, for me, and I don't give a shit about the rest of the people, <laughs> but you're, you're not doing that. But let's talk about that transition in that moment where you got to that dark place and, and how you got out of it. And then what was the transitional moment? Yeah. Um, you know, what started, there's always the gateways, right? And for me, drinking, it was, you know, I was working at a bar. So I was drinking, what I say, eight nights a week. And it wasn't always my use, my, my cocaine use, but the frequency became more and more frequent, right? So what starts out as just a little bit amount, you know, infrequently became much more and much more frequently. And then when I moved to New York in 2015, that's when I really opened up because now I had so much availability, so much acceptance of that, you know, in nightlife and et cetera, et cetera. And don't get me wrong, it's not New York's fault. I was hanging out with the people that I was attracting and I was attracting those people because that's what I was myself, right? Mm -hmm. But again, the frequency became so often, the amounts that required became so much that it went from fun and habitual to like utilitarian and, and necessary to where I couldn't go out without the bag. I couldn't have fun without the bag. I didn't want to do this without the bag. And then that would turn into, you know, a day and a half of being out or two days or three days of being out. And then to come down, I would need other pills and substances and take these things. And like, I was just in this hamster wheel of highs, ultra highs and ultra lows. And there was rarely any sobriety anymore in there, right? So if I have these ultra highs and ultra lows or peaks and valleys and sobriety is in the middle, I was barely ever hitting that anymore because I was either so far up here or so low down here. And um, 2016, I believe, I woke up one morning at my, my condo in Manhattan um, on the floor uh, in the elevator. And the door was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, shit. you know, like back and forth closing on me. And I don't remember how I got there. I don't know how long I've been there. I've been there long enough, clearly, but I don't remember anything. And anyway, I opened my phone and I had you know, a slew of messages. I can't believe you did this last night. Da, da, da. No violence, nothing, you know, lewd or otherwise, but just behavior and being, you know, un, not unconscious, but, you know, unrevivable uh, and, and just pretty much not someone you wanted to hang around with. And my girlfriend at the time was very upset and hurt and understood that. I understood that. And it was just finally like, dude, you got, you got past the guns and the car thing. Like what more do you need? You know, you have people crying around you. You're going nowhere. Is this the life you really want? Like, is this the man you really want to be? You've come so far. You've gone through so much to get here. You've sacrificed. Other people have sacrificed, have bet on you, have spent for you, have invested in you. Is this how you reward them, let alone yourself? So I just had, in that moment, on the floor of this elevator, like this, you know, all these things in my head. It was just, it was a great, um, I don't know, symbolic kind of situation to be like, I can either stay here, lay here, or die, or get up and just, you know, dust off my shirt and start changing. And I did. It wasn't that day. It wasn't that year. It took time. It took multiple, you know, stints in, in an outpatient rehab clinic that I went through through the VA and outside privately. It took counseling. It took talking. It took 
it just took work. It took work that I didn't want to do. It took time that I didn't want to give. It took honesty that I didn't want to give. It took fucking accountability that I did not want to give. That's probably the biggest thing about it. That was probably the hardest thing for me age was to be accountable because it's easy to be a victim. I'm not saying, I'm not saying being a victim is fun. I'm not saying a victim is easy, but it is easy to be one by way of it's a lot harder to have to stand in the fire and say, I'm not. And that's where I kind of have this divide with addiction because when you call yourself an addict, you're assuming the title and it's almost like, Oh, I can, I can say it wasn't me. You know, it was this substance or there was this drink or it was her, or it was the gambling. I didn't do that. The, the stuff made me do it. Fucking bullshit. 99.9% of addicts have never had a gun pointed to their heads and said and been told, you will do this line or I will blow your brains out. You will drink this drink or I'll blow your brains out. You will sleep with this woman or I'll blow your brains out. Those are fucking conscious choices. Period. Now, can addictive behaviors build up over time through consumption of certain things and the hormonal responses that those things do and bid upon the body? Absolutely. But 99% of people, the assumption of the term addict is a convenience. It's an amnesty of accountability. And I fucking hated it. So I did not like going to AA because I sat there and I was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And I was like, this is fucking cool shit. You know, like I'm, I appreciate your sensitivities and your honesties, but I was like, all these people, none of them are admitting it. Like they're not admitting to, you know what? I did this. And that, it only took a few meetings for me not to go back. And then I started looking in the mirror and saying, I did this. I chose to do this. Nothing else made me do this other than myself, my own free will. And the same way that I chose to do it is the same way I can fucking choose not to. And that became my like eureka moment of, of, of mindset because our thoughts are things, man. And the same way we can think ourselves into anxiety, paranoia, depression, or anything that's adverse to happiness and content, we can use that same power to think ourselves out of it. And I sprinkled in a little bit of Marine Corps leadership, some discipline in there, some stoicism, traditional, conventional wisdoms, philosophy, ancient and modern and otherwise, a little bit of religion even on top of that too. And I started to form this like, concept of like okay putting this formula together this system because we do not rise to the level of our goals we fall to the strengths of our systems and i had a goal my goal was getting healthy getting well just not being who i was getting getting away from this and so i had that goal and i didn't know this you know understand the system importance at the time but i was building this system to get me there and through these habits through you know, stop watching this, stop doing that, stop drinking, stop, et cetera, et cetera. And basically a form of addition through subtraction, I was building the company. I did not know it at the time, but I was saving my own life. I was, again, creating the man I never had in my life, but it was the man that I always needed. And then as soon as I started to find him, like you said, I couldn't wait. All I wanted to do was give it away to the world. In a sense of like not being pompous and beating my chest, like um, I, I've saved myself. I wanted like y'all 
check this shit out. Like, look what I found here, man. Like, you guys got to get some of this. And that's what I try to do now with my work and with my life is, is trying to share the same steps, the same formula, the same system that saved me, that brought me to where I am now is the same one that can work for anybody else. And that's what I try to give away. Wow. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> I have to say, I'm listening to you and, um, you know, you are so honest about it and, and clear about it. And, and I can, I can see just the happy. that I, I know. I mean, well, that's, that's the thing, like, because it's like you found a treasure and, and, 100%, and, and, and 100%. you're like, you're like, a, a, a you know, a, a kid, a kid, a, man. A, well, a gazillionaire. I mean, like someone who's just like found and, you know, a, a fountain of, of, you know, wealth that, that is infinite, but that that's the thing. We all have access to it in general, but we tend to lose it by our own doing. But you said it best is that not everybody is accountable enough or takes the the this approach. Me, let me look at the mirror. Who the hell did this to? No one, like to your point, nobody put the gun to your head. Yeah, we all make the same mistakes every day, and we blame everybody but not ourselves. But but you are the one who took the action. It's it's there is no there's no doubt. No matter if you tell me right now, let's do something bad. And I follow you. It's not because you told me. It's because <laughs> I wanted to. You know, right. it sounded right, and I decided to go. I could say no. Sure. That's all there is. And, you know, it's always our actions that drive us to whatever we are. And then to your point, yes, once you get into that mix, it gets just a, a routine, and you, you lose yourself, and you don't even think about it anymore. To get to the point, you don't even know where it started. Yeah. But 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 that being honest and clear about, like, no, this is here. I own this. And it takes a lot of willpower to actually also admit to yourself that it was your doing uh, and, and, and not being a coward about it. Because a lot of people are like, you know, I'd rather blame the world for all my mistakes. And, totally. you know, my, my, it's easy. my, yeah, I can blame my parents. I can blame society. I can blame, you know, whatever I was because nobody cared. But is that really the reality of things? And I think everyone watching and listening, if we ask the question, what was my doing? What was my contribution to whatever I am doing today? That question itself can change your life because if you start really, and you have to honestly answer it, you know, don't find an excuse to find a reason why you are not guilty. <laughs> you you got you. I mean, seriously, because that's really what we do. Like, you know, we got to find every reason why it's not, I didn't do it. Like I have of to course. justify why it was, if it wasn't for this one, this wouldn't happen. But but were you there or not? I mean, it takes two to tango. You were there, yeah. you tangoed. <laughs> yeah. You you partaked, right? So yeah. that's, there, there is no, there's no kind of, uh, concept here where you can eliminate yourself from the equation you're part of it right? right so you have to get out of it but you did it's hard and, man it's it's not because it's not what we want to do you know what i mean it's, i it's, agree it's, it's like it's 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 consciously seeking suffering for personal growth you don't see it like that like don't get me wrong i wasn't this stoic about it then you know i wasn't like oh i'm consciously seeking suffering for personal growth very epictetus and uh, marcus aurelius no at the time i was just like you're a fucking coward. Look yourself in the mirror and admit it. Don't look away until you admit it. But you did. And, yeah. that, and, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a big position for people watching and listening. Uh, we might not have, maybe someone watching right now, uh, this doesn't apply to me, but I guarantee you there is someone that knows someone and <laughs> knows someone that oh, yeah. knows you oh, yeah. in, oh, yeah. in your circles, or at least, you know, the message can be, you know, given to other people and shared with someone that may need the help. And there's a lot of stuff, but the idea of you not being aware of where you are, 
or, or just like blaming the world and get into a dark place. And, and again, some people, sometimes they take another way out, which basically they term their life. Uh, they get to that point where they think that's a solution. And that's again, not a, an acceptable outcome. No. Uh, it, it, you know, we don't want people to go there. And yes, people, we are weak as humans and we do have to your point, higher lows. And, and, and sometimes you just, shit happens, life happens and you feel sorry about yourself and you just kind of drown yourself into something to just kind of in almost like, um, uh, immune yourself to the rest of it. It's just like, you know, I don't want to know anything. You know, you kind of like keep yourself under radar. I I ignorance can be bliss, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is. Like, you know, the ostrich effect. I put my head down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't care about what's going on. I'm cool. Yeah. But it's you're not cool. You're just getting worse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but but coming out and facing the reality of things and and really taking the necessary steps. Yes, it's brutal. I know it took you a lot of work and a lot of discipline to get back. Um, it also took you, you had to go to the VA, you had to go to the the the, the sessions, you had to do certain things, you had to give give up some things, you know, that you were so used to. Your body had to adjust again. You had to replace all that system that that was completely destroying your body and your mind and spirit with something that is new. But once you discovered it, once you regained all that. That sensation is is just euphoria. It's something that is beyond what people. It's like that's the ultimate. It's real satisfaction. Bliss. It's real bliss and it's that's, real joy. It's not falsified. You know, it's it's because it's sober, right? Yet through sobriety, you can still elicit the same hormonal responses as you can with drugs and alcohol. You can still get oxytocin, the feel good hormone. You can still get epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline. You can still get serotonin. You know, the same kind of pleasure center, stimulus and response hormones, a la the ones that I just listed that come from, let's say, cocaine, ecstasy and whatnot. You can do on your own through life, through natural things. And like, once I started to find that, like, don't get me wrong, I'm still a junkie, but I'm a junkie in life <laughs> in the best way, you know, for myself and for other people. And like, yeah, you want to call me a junkie on that? I'll fucking take that right on the forehead, you know, but <laughs> It was me basically repurposing that interest or repurposing that attention, that addictive behavior, that commitment, that obsession into something that I was like, oh, this is what it's all about because this pays back, this pays forward, this pays dividends. It only pays dividends as opposed to you wake up in the morning from a bender and it's like, I want to kill myself. I'm never doing that again, blah, 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 blah. I'm broke. All the negatives. There's no negative here, H. There's none. There's only positive. And it just builds and builds and builds on this interest. So that feeling, yeah, I am a habitual, addictively obsessed person with life, health, and vitality. Absolutely. You, you know, Jake, it's funny. While they sell all the other pills out there that can destroy you or, or just simulate some of these sensations chemically, they don't sell a positivity pill. No. But 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 you know what's funny about it? The positive positivity pill is this discussion, is listening to talks like this, is to to really look at people who have changed their lives uh and and just get that energy from them. And 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 by the way, it's a rush. I mean, for me, you you have no idea how I feel about positivity. I mean, <laughs> I you know, sometimes I swear I've, I've at jobs they they ask me the the question like tell me something wrong about yourself. I say I'm so positive I can't see negative in anything. <laughs> well, uh, dude, <laughs> they, I mean, uh, even for me, like the same with the rush, like a lot of my tattoos that I have 
came during a dark time in my life. And um, as much as I love the artwork and they are an expression of me and my, my story and my personality, a lot of it was my way of cutting myself without cutting myself. Right. Cause I was like, I don't want to be a cutter. So like, what can I do? I can get tattoos and I can deal with it. So like a lot of the, especially like um, my largest one on, on my left arm, I sat through for like seven, eight hours in the chair and I was like, I'm good, dude. You know? And the guy was like, He's like, man, I can't really see too well anymore. It's been a long time. You know, most people don't sit this long. And I was like, I can keep going because I was so mad. I was so up to the neck, ostrich, like you were saying, with this just feeling of, of F everybody, you know? And now this is how I cut myself, dude. Like to what you're <laughs> saying about like the expression, the outlet, like I have to do this like sharing stories, talking with people like you, the content that I put out, giving myself to, to my clients, anything that I can do to project the voice, to project the message. That's my way of cutting. That's me like, like here, like I need to let it out, guys. Like I'm, I'm sharing this content. I'm, I'm posting this thing, this YouTube video, whatever I'm doing, like I'm doing it because I need to do that. I need that outlet. I'm, I'm, I'm so full of joy and happiness that it's like, it's like like you said a volcano it's just coming out of me to where i'm like dude i i got so much i don't need it all like y'all have some you know like please have some of this trust me it's fucking good for you but you know it's funny because when you get to that level of positivity you don't you don't feel the need to hold on to it it's like it's like i mean it's like energy right you get to a point where you have I to admit it. you, you, I you have <laughs> exactly well it's not going to run out because you have yeah. the source now you you, exactly. actually, you are generating the positivity yeah so, so it's like you have an I'm, an, I'm an emanator. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's available. But so now let's talk about that. You 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 found it. You're excited about sharing it, and then you decided to to really take it on the road. So now you started live like Jake. Let's. I mean, I love that 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 whole title of of, of the foundation <laughs> or the company because you know people like what does that mean? I mean live like jake i mean is it the before or the after right obviously it's the after right but what does that look like for someone and and what are who are i guess the, the, your clients because of your customers because i understand that you're giving up to people you're giving back to people and you're sharing this you know your experience but now you're changing the lives for those that probably are going to similar experiences that that you've gone through and maybe even some people that may just entertain going through that route or maybe yeah. just people to just become positive because not everybody has the positive outlook in life. And, and unfortunately, with everything that goes around us all the time, we just kind of have almost no option but being negative because you hear a lot of nonsense. And, you know, our subconscious is absorbing all that stuff. And then it mm -hmm. becomes whatever the mind hears, the mind, you know, express the body and, you know, and your personality is going to express. And so if we hear positivity all the time, you're going to get positivity. You hear negativity, which again, in our circles, we hear a lot of it. Oh, shit doesn't work. Who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. It's not working. You know what? You should just do this. Let's have some fun. And you hear all the, the stuff, but you don't get like, you got this. You know, you're going to be successful. Follow your dreams. Do whatever it takes. You know, I mean, I literally, if you look at my feed on Instagram, TikTok and all the stuff, every day I pump like few, you know, of these, these clips from all these, these positive people in the world mm -hmm. and these memes, because I actually absorb them and I share them. I absorb them and share them. And the reason, and every day kind of keeps me on the same tune. It's like, you know, you tune yeah, it up every yeah. day because yeah. out of sight of the mind, the minute you start, you know, not seeing them, 
you know, you start getting the other influx. I don't want that. I want to keep seeing that. So, so again, it's, it's my tool, but, but you're right. You're doing this now. How do you, I mean, first of all, what, what is your program like for people and uh, you know, how easy is it to actually go through the program and what are some of the tools you use to help people, you know, get from where they were to where you are today? Uh, All good questions and where to start. You know, it's it's life like Jake, but it's really life like you. That's what it's all about. You know, life like Jake is just it rhymes. It's my name. It makes sense. It's true. Don't get me wrong. Like it was a, a play on the the whole fact that this is what I did to get my life right. But like if anything, it's just three easy words. There's good SEO because of the word life, like and Jake. So it's it's, it's Google. It just worked out at the time. And even then, I didn't know that I was going to build a company around it when I first did it. I just, when I first kind of came up with the name, the fact that you said, what does that even mean? I was like, perfect. That's the perfect response to it. Meaning people are like, I don't get it. What does it mean? Define it yourself. You know, it means whatever it does to you, to each person. And now I really say, like I said, it's life like you. So from that, the core principles, the core beliefs, you know, things like being a man for others, you know, putting priority on, on curiosity, having the curiosity of a child. I've got, you know, 20 different core values that I've put on to people right from the beginning. But to start, it's really about understanding them, each person's individuality. Because as much as it's about their health, it's about self-actualization, autonomy, and self-mastery that we're trying to get to here. And at the foundation of all of it, age is nutrition. Why? Because the single most effective thing we can do as human beings in regards to our health is controlling what we put into our mouths. We are in a war out there, hurricane, a war against poison. Poison that has been fed to us, to our children, to our parents before us, and that'll likely still be here for generations to come. Eat these foods, get sick. Consume these medications, stay sick, stay dependent. Drink this alcohol to numb yourself and keep yourself less healthy, further sick, and also less intelligent. Wake up the next day, drink this stimulant a la coffee to falsify your sense of energy and keep you on this perpetual hamster. Go to your job that you actually hate, work too many hours to not actually have self-time for personal growth, development, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the American dream. Cool. That sounds fucking terrible. And yet, the majority of our country, I'm going to go after the U.S. most of us, because it's us leading this charge, is sick, is uneducated, is plugged in, and thus they are not plugged. And believe and subscribe in this system because they think it's what is right and good for them, yet it couldn't be more diametrically opposite. The foods that are out there, by way of processed foods, more than anything, refined sugar with carbohydrates, there's a reason why something like, you know, a third of American adults are obese. And something, why well, one in five, maybe it's one in six, and I forget, American children are obese. That's not random. And with obesity and all the dietarily related diseases that follow that you know, 90% of the foods available in today's grocery stores were not existent 100 years ago. 90% of today's illnesses and diseases were not existent 100 years ago. In fact, 
is that a coincidence that those two are parallel like that? I don't think so. The amount of money that is spent falsely and ignorantly by all of us thinking we need this supplement, we need this attitude, we need this thing, we need this place, we need you, need nothing. 99.9% .9 of us need nothing. Again, there isn't, of course, allocated room for the outliers, but 99% of us can heal our diseases, can heal our ailments. Besides trying to help someone regrow an appendage that is missing, of which I'm still not totally saying we can't do it, because that's how much I believe in the power of the human body and what's capable of healing. But everything else, oh, you have depression? Fucking bring it to me. You have anxiety? Fucking bring it to me. You can't get off drugs? You've been hooked on dope for 40 years? Bring it to me. I have worked with people and helped people do things that were supposed to be medically impossible or scientifically not possible. Good friend of mine, I've known all my life. He's supposed to be 40. He's been prescribed Xanax since he was a child for anxiety and depression for the last 33 zero years. He's taken a pill every day and every night for his anxiety. He's been with me for about five months now. He hasn't taken a pill in three and a half months. Wow. No medication, no doctor, nothing. Started with a diet, a diet plus a few habits. That's it. That's not downgrading the work that he's doing. That's not being insensitive to the effort that he's making. No, but that is the beauty and the power of the human body. It's not about a, a diet. It's about the removal of the fucking garbage that's out there. That is basically everything that people can see. The oils, the false types of ingredients that are littered throughout everything that we eat. You know, like one of my clients is a first grade teacher and she sent me pictures of what kids are eating in school. Candy, sweets, crisps, chips, like bullshit. I mean, even me, you know, like going and visiting my lovely brother, the attorney. Rarely have I seen his daughter, my godchild, she'll be four in July. Rarely have I seen her eat a whole food. Meaning I've never seen her eat a strawberry. I've never seen her eat a piece of chicken or fish. I've only ever seen her eat Skittles, Starburst, cookies, pastries, sweets, and treats. And what are her friends eating? The same thing. But that's not the child's fault. It stems from leadership. So what do the parents do? Well, they drink every night. Do they eat well? They think they do, but they don't. How much processed food and, and nonsense is in their diet? It's literally. We are in a war again. And most of us, let's say most of them out there, they never had a chance because they're blinded by their own pride, by their own falsified sense of comfort and the things that they've been indoctrinated with their beliefs because my mother did it, my parents did it. I'm from fucking New Orleans, man. My mother's from Mexico. Like I'm well qualified in eating very decadent and rich foods. I'm well qualified in drinking. You know, I've got 10 championship banners hanging up in world-class drinkers organization. Okay. Like I can speak to these things. And I'm saying that it's wrong, man. Like the problems that are going on in the world, mental disorders and, and so much mental health and certain physical things, especially on the cellular level, are dietarily related. You do not need these supplements. You are not losing the fight in the gym. You're losing the fight on the fucking plate. So my programs, no matter who you are, whether they're the teenagers that I have, the Marine Corps Scout Snipers that I have, the Army Green Berets, the Iron Men and Women, the average Joes and Janes, the 72-year-old grandmother, the 71-year-old grandmother, the 62-year-old Iron Man, 
friends, family, acquaintances, and otherwise, all of them start off getting their diets under control. And through my years of research, that diet has been a whole foods animal-based period. It is the best way to remove impurities and toxins through the body by giving the body the most it can get with the least, meaning single sources of sustenance, because you cannot do that with other types of food groups, other types of diets, because they're gonna require the diets to be within the system. So it starts with nutrition. Wow. I, 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 by the way, I, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, any million time you want, but, but because, because you're right, it's, you know, our bodies are, I mean, you, you have this, this with the religion concept. The most amazing machines in the world. We're, we're the resilient. Most amazing machines in the world. We are the most, also the, also the most fragile, That's but right. the most amazing machines in the world. The body is capable of healing itself with the proper, I guess, nutrient and, and, uh, you know, I guess removing yourself from the bad stuff because we are exposed to bad stuff to your point from the minute. And by the way, I, I, you hit it right on the money because when you're talking about kids, I, I make a joke with my kids and you know, I don't know where we go wrong because I mean, I, I'm going to take guilt, you know, and, and accountability as well, because we I'm, try I'm, to not, I'm, I'm not the, uh, the, the whipping, you know, like wrong, wrong, wrong. Like if anything, I, it kills me to see. You know, because no, no, I'm not I'm not being the judge or the critic. I'm just I'm the observer. I'm the anthropologist. You you're right, by the way. But but I think we all have this this dilemma because no matter how so I, I can tell you my own experience, right? So I'm I'm a parent and uh I've made sure that we have good food at home, cooked meals and stuff. We hardly do the stuff and you know, every now and then, you know, we we fall into that whole, you know, let's eat out and you, you get a lot of sodium, a lot of sugar, a lot of nonsense. But then, you know, I mean obviously culturally that's become almost like, you know, you have to, but we minimize that to a degree. Mm -hmm. But from from the, the the home stuff, you know, our kids when they were little, they ate our food. They ate everything. But then everything around them is, to your point, is the the, the pizza, is the oh, yeah. the, the pasta, Lunches, is the all, all the fake food Rappers. or like exactly yeah. nothing is really nutrient enough for them. And uh, but but they can't eat everything else. Somehow it's like almost like it's drilling their mind. This is the only food they can eat. Like literally, we'll have a bunch of salads and stuff on the table. Like my son, I I, I fight with him every day, and if he listens to the show, I mean he's sixteen, so I, I tell him this all the time, dude. I don't know why, but you don't eat any fruits or vegetables. And it's not because we don't have them. You just, you, you'll have a full plate and they'll actually grab mm. something different, you know, or, or, or pop up something. I'm like, dude, you're not helping they, yourself. They're, they're the future commodity age. You know, that's the thing. Like the elderly are already, they're already paying customers, so to speak. Mm. So how do you recruit your future investments? You hit them when you're fucking young, when they're impressionable. It's the same way a terrorist organization works. Same exact way. You go after the young and the weak. The elderly, you've already got, and they're already on their way out, so they're good. That's a concept. That's a good populace we have. They're paying customers. They'll eventually die off. Us, our age group, a little bit above, a little bit below, we're kind of you know on the fence. Some of us are going against the other way, but most people are still going to end up being on this side too. But the future is the children. Go after the children. So how do we do that? We go out to the schools. We go out to their hospitals, their pediatricians. We make sure the medical practice is pumping. Okay, grains. We want grains, 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 grains. Oh, we want you know sugars. We want juices. It's like 
everything that's being prescribed to our kids is poison for the most part. And it's because that's where we can get the most, meaning Big Brother, that's where Big Brother can get the most future commodity. The best price for its future commodity is right there in the little ones. And who are you to be the one to tell your kids they can't have this because their friends at school had it? Who are you as a parent to be the one to say, no, don't do that while all the other kids are doing it? Like my brother and I, when we were kids, going to school with our you know, peanut butter and um, honey and banana and celery sandwiches and look around and everybody's got Lunchables. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> man, I don't want one of these Capri Sun drinks. I want a Lunchables pizza. And who wants to trade for this? And people are like, yeah, right. Nobody wants that shit. I was like, I want a fruit roll up. I want to, it's junk, man. All of it is junk. And I, my heart was out to you. Every other parent, my brother and his wife, like, well, I don't know. You, you tell me, man, what, what, what do you do? What can you do? Bro, I have to tell you, it, it is hard. I mean, and, and it's, you almost, I, there's a point where there's nothing you can do unless they actually awake themselves and, and kind of see it for themselves when they, it hits them into the health. I mean, uh, about a couple of years ago, my son was, um, we went to the doctor and, and she said he's pre-diabetic. That was a, that was a certain wake up call for him. And we, we finally cut him, you know, some carbs and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. uh, he was able to start doing some exercise and he, that turned out well, but, but still to date i mean i'm always challenged with them I and mean, you know they don't eat you know the same way we eat and and it's not like again it's not like it's funny you go shopping you spend money the fridge is full the cabinet is full and they, they open up like it's not need get the hell out of here <laughs> yeah. but, but really this is this is my own struggle and you know i shared publicly because i know that other parents are having the same difficulty and you know when they're younger you have a little bit more control when they get a little older Again, everything around them, to your point, is pointing the same. Their friends eat a certain way. They, I mean, my daughter orders food every day. Well, we have, you know, a full meal oh, on no, the table. Right, right, right. And that's you know? not our that's not our kids. That's not your kids making those choices. That is an altered sense yeah. about them. That is an altered version of them. That is a program that is a an addicted uh, behavioral pattern that is going after that same stimulus to get the same response. That is not our children. That is not our families. That is not us. That is the result or consequence of eating that. Like you think about snacks, let's say mm -hmm. chips. I'm gonna go after young brands, you know, Fritos and Tostitos and everything, Lay's, I'm going to Coca-Cola, all of the drink companies and all the chip companies. Let's say, this is not gonna be the correct formula, but let's say Coca-Cola is C6H12O5NO2. That is not correct, but just for the sake of the example, C6H12H, when I say C6H12NO5 uh, or NO2, whatever. You're giving a mo molecular. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So let's say that's the molecular formula. That formula, that chemical compound, whether it's for chips, Cheetos, Coca-Cola, whatever, has literally been titrated with a dropper. To the limit of what is it allowed to be still considered not an addictive substance by the FDA, while at the same time maintaining the flavor profile that the company wants. So it has literally been engineered to have the flavor, but at the same time be as maximally close to the addictive substance line without being considered an addictive substance. That is fucking crazy. That is poison. That should be illegal. That is wrong. And that is why 
you, me, we, them, us all. Don't stand a chance, man. Until someone comes along, like me, and says, oh, I see what you guys are doing. So guess what? I'm going to figure out this way to reverse that. And that's what I do with people. And that is why the nutrition is absolutely the foundation. It's not about getting ripped. It's not about getting a butt or getting abs or getting guns. No, 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 no. Like when people used to come to me when I was a personal trainer in New York, Jake, can you help me get jacked? I was never that guy. I was never working from the outside in. Because guess what? When we get you feeling better, when we get you feeling, or rather being, being healthier equals feeling better. Being healthier, feeling better equals getting stronger. Being healthier, feeling better, getting stronger. Guess what that inevitably leads to? Looking better. The inverse is not true. I have stood on stages, ripped to shreds, competing in bodybuilding, et cetera, et cetera, and supposed to be a specimen of health and been freaking miserable because I was either uh, depressed or still addicted to something or listening to other competitors talk about they're going to go drink and they're going to go do blow after the show. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. But when you become healthier and start feeling better, and start getting stronger. It's guaranteed you're going to look better. But the inverse is not true. But guess what? People want it that way. They don't care about feeling better. They don't care about getting healthier. They, honestly, they'd rather not have to change anything and just change how they look. Because all they want to do is change this and go show it off to their friends on the weekend. Not have to actually make any adjustments because that would be work. And that would be sacrifice. And that would be what we don't want to do. Because you don't want to believe it. You don't want to admit you need to do these things in order to get there. And when most people hear that, they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Okay. But, but this is why it's real because this is what is what we need. It's not what we necessarily want. And it's hard because it's real. But the results are lasting. None of my people relapse. They don't, you know, three months later, oh, I blew it all up because their lives change forever. They become unplugged. This is right from the matrix. You can't fucking go back. You can't spit the red pill back out. <laughs> and I tell every single person when they come to me, man, I said, don't get mad at me when, when you, when you hate me because I can't take you back out. I can't help you unsee it because once you see it, you're going to forever be scarred. And I say that paradoxically because you're welcome. But you can't unsee this. Once you start <laughs> feeling this way, the feeling is your understanding. And then all of your beliefs, all of your familial indoctrination, political indoctrination, I don't give a fuck what country you're from, what religious beliefs you have, what abstinence, what dietarily, uh, dietary restriction or allergy or otherwise. Are you willing to die for it? Most people aren't. They might say they are. But I'll, I'd, I'd love to put that to the test and put guns to people's heads and be like, Tell me you're really ready to die for this way of thinking. Are you? I don't think you are. And so giving people information, that is the greatest value that I would say I provide. It's not about teaching something novel or I'm Thomas Edison and I figured out how to do the light bulb. Nah, it's like, no, all of this information has been within you. It's embedded in your DNA. It's an intrinsic quality of, of being a human being. And it has been deadened over your lifespan and all i'm doing is helping you remove the blockages and then once you start to feel those feelings the feeling becomes the understanding and the understanding becomes undeniable and the undeniability of the understanding through feeling is where you go oh 
Ignorance was bliss, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Um, while we're talking, before you actually mentioned the the Matrix, I mean, I was thinking about just staying the same. Oh, that's actually, my movie. I love that movie because you know that movie is probably the closest to the reality of what we are today and what what humanity has. It's been pretty through. good, and and Ready Ready Player One is probably where where we're headed. Sadly. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> but yes. The Matrix, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but you know what? You're right. The red pill, blue pill. Most people are in the blue pill. You take the red, then it's they can't and see what you know. It is what it is. Uh, there's yeah. no coming back. And well, you could, <laughs> like in the you first can Matrix, try. You can try. Like, like yeah. put me back as, as somebody. Somebody. Right, 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 right. And how that work out? How that work out for for Cipher? You know, it like, didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But 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 you know what? That's that's the reality. And and but it takes people to have the will. To make the change, I mean, not everybody yeah. is is volunteering to this. And no. to your point, information is the only way to share with people, and hopefully, a small percentage of people can can benefit from this. Hopefully, they can share that with others, and so on and so forth. And we have that that domino effect. But you're right. I mean, are we going to touch 100 you know, of the universe? Probably not. But one one percent at a time will be great. And and exactly. that's that's actually you know even pushing it to a degree if you think about it because (laughs) you know but 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 at the end of the day listen we are you've realized that i have you know realized the same thing we are in the same you know kind of concept of of clear minded you know folks where we know what's good what's not but yet we still have to live within the the parameters of 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 the universe we live in and it's tough because you are literally you are almost against the currents and so you gotta you know not not almost i mean 100 definitely yeah, there's nothing almost about it i mean i step outside and it's like whoo I'm, I'm i'm in my own world man in, in many ways and, and you know uh, not mad you, about it well you're not and most of the people will probably look at well this guy's kind of lost it but but you know yeah. what yeah you know unfortunately that's always been the case historically anyone that has some clear understanding of the world was always portrayed as they are the odd ones and sure. that's okay it's nothing with, with with being an odd person if if at the end of the day it serves you well it serves the people around you and you are doing righteousness and again we get the economy we get the the politics we get everything else the bigger scale things but at the end of the day is it even worth it you know i always i always ask the question how long do we live mm-hmm. i mean if you think about it i don't care who you are what money you have what position you have there is a point of life where you're not going to end up in this world. I mean, that, that's the the ultimate thing. So the question is, what have you done in this world? Did you mm-hmm. contribute positive or contribute negative? And then you part on. So now here's the thing. We don't even have to question the afterlife because that's a whole different discussion. And we can debate it from any angle. Uh, if you do believe that there is an afterlife, well, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a, a tough question to ask. And some, you know, if you, I guess maybe 70% of the people in this universe do believe in some kind of afterlife. So therefore, you know, are we doing the right thing, you know, before we check out or are we doing the wrong thing? And by the way, even if there is nothing after all, let's just, let's pretend that's the case. And, you know, we'll, we'll entertain that idea. But the idea is that this, if this is it, what is your contribution? Are you leaving it better than you found it? Exactly. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, even if this is the end, you know, here and this is it and there's nothing beyond, well, let's just be the best that we can be and be positive contributors and good contributors. That in itself is a good, you know, way of living. Mm-hmm. And, and but that, that takes a little level of, um, I don't know, you have to be uh, at a higher plane <laughs> than most because it's not for everyone. We'd love to have everyone there. I mean, that would be the ideal, but it's almost going to be because 
most people, everything that is wrong is usually sweeter. I mean, you said it. You know, <laughs> I mean, th think about it, right? You know, pun intended. Pun intended. Well, yeah, but, but it's true, fun. isn't it? Right? When yeah, you do oh, when yeah. all the what we think everything is like, it tastes good, it feels good, but it's really wrong for you. I mean, you take sweets, they taste good. You take salty, it's got a nice red, it's rush about it. Yeah, exactly. Different. But what I'm saying, like, obviously, you're not doing that now. You might, you might not relate to it because you've gone away from it. But when you were in that form, oh, don't get me all... wrong, I, I can still very much relate to it, <laughs> like because. <laughs> but, but, yeah. that's that's still in there you know but but you you know what i'm talking about like you know it's like it's got a nice little mm, right it feels course, good it feels good but it's temporary and then the damage that's the that pleasure has... center. by yeah. the way i love what you said about all the chemicals in our brains you know there's two ways to get them naturally or chemically induced you know we just have two options and most people will go the other way because it's easier plus it costs more money the other of one course. is free actually of you course. can get it naturally free. for free meditation <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, the, the the endorphins that I can kick on through meditation, the feelings of, of euphoria that I can get through breath work, ice baths. Oh my God. You want to talk about a real good boost of not just your immune system, but oxytocin, the again, the feel-good hormone. Go go do a cold plunge. Like you'll you'll get jacked up real fine from it. So the ways we can do that are, you know, I recently did a 72 hour hard dry fast. Same thing. Got ultra euphoric towards the end of it and found all kind of new feelings, new insights, new bits of enlightenment, you know, by going into the proverbial desert that I put myself through. And that's why I do these things, whether it's subscribing to uh, a one meal a day, strict carnivore diet for 66 days, where I ate only one meal a day within a calorie deficit, strict as a carnivore that I've been eating now a carnivore diet for over three years or, or animal-based carnivore diet. And right now I'm 27 days into a lion strict lion diet so for anybody that doesn't know the three rings animal-based carnivore lion animal-based meaning the majority of your calories come from animals and animal byproducts so that's the denominator the numerator can be whatever else you would like to be making up the rest of the calories i would not put junk food in that numerator and still call it animal-based no but if you want to get fruit whole vegetables or whole foods or otherwise I say, if you can pick it, pull it, or kill it, that's a good way to define animal-based. Pick it, pull it, kill it. Within animal-based would be carnivore. So no more pick it and pull it, kill it only. So animals and animal byproducts. But within that is the lion. And the lion would be ruminant or polygastric animals only, salt and water. And that's it. And I'm at day, like I said, 26 or 27 right now, that one. And uh, it's a trip. <laughs> but those are my deserts those are my deserts you know the the greatest thinkers intellectuals stoics thought leaders creators the theologians throughout history have used three things to elevate their consciousness to speak to god to find their their ways with the ultimate the ultimate being extended treks prolonged fasting and isolation all of them use the same thing jesus muhammad gandhi um doesn't matter. I mean, pick whoever you, Aristotle, pick whoever you want to put into that prolonged fast, extended treks and isolation. So these are my ways of pulling those levers to go into those deserts and find my elevated states of consciousness or me being able to talk to my supreme being, which is, guess what? It's you. <laughs> Jake, I have to say, I mean, uh, I, we've, we've exceeded the hour and I'd like to spend more time, but I have to say, 
you know, it's it, it, it was just delightful to just have this conversation. I mean, I, I enjoy every piece of it. First of all, the, the story behind your, you know, transformation, uh, the, the discussion about the the healthy part and nutrition, how that is important. That is, uh, you know, most of us, we don't even think about that as as a reason behind being well. And and you're right, that is almost like the the source of all our illnesses. Uh, everything, you know, is, is stems from that. I mean, naturally, we are meant to be, you know, a reflection of what we eat, <laughs> you know, physically and mentally, right? Yeah. And so, so everything we, if it's, it's, it's wrong, it's going to give you a wrong. If it's good, it's going to give you good. And, you know, and then we don't relate to that. You said it, there's movement, there's exercises, all the stuff that can still add up, but, but the core of it is, it starts with your kind of like what you, you, it's like, I always refer to us as plants, right? You know, we're very similar. If it's what you give to the plant, the nutrients, the water and all yeah, stuff. What's the fuel? What's the fuel? Like uh, you, you're a Ferrari. You think you're a Ferrari? See how that Ferrari runs on fucking regular unleaded. <laughs> uh, that's a good one yeah you know? uh, well so so jake a couple of things before we close uh how do people reach out to you um i'm i'll have the link uh in the description of the show so this way people can actually and, and i'm assuming you're open worldwide to people yeah yeah or, yeah oh yeah i've got clients and I'm, I'm in uh, 16 time zones right now so from the u.s canada all the way into asia and throughout europe um you can find me at lifelikejake.com so you can go read about me, see some of the testimonials, uh, some of the literature, see some of my blogs, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel through there, which is youtube.com forward slash at life like Jake. And you can apply to the programs to work with me as well through the web, through the website, but the place that I'm the most active and personal and uh, easily responsive would be on Instagram, which is also life like Jake. So you shoot me a DM, message me anything. It's me that responds. It's no one else. I don't have any bots. I don't have you know, someone responding for me. It's literally going to be me. And a lot of times I send back uh, voice memos or, or video responses and people are like, oh my God, it's like, it's really him. Like, I'm like yeah, <laughs> you know, this is personal and uh, it's the real thing. So yeah, life like Jake anywhere out there online, that's me. Now, Jake, quickly, if someone joins your program, what does that time frame look like? And, you know, just from expectation purposes. Yeah, so I've got uh, different things where you can go monthly a la carte or three months, six months in a year. Um, most people that sign up monthly immediately up for a package after the fact because they realize how much they've done in that short amount of time and see the upside of what they'd be able to do in a longer amount but saving themselves money with the packages. But yeah, man, I tell anybody, you give me 30 days to change your life. So. Not much. I mean, that's 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 an easy, you know, ask. I mean, frankly, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, because everybody who's really interested in being better owes it to themselves to look for what's available to them, and uh, this is a resource, folks. And you know, I'm uh, first of all, I'm like honored to have to have Jake on on today's show, and uh, I've learned a lot, uh, you know, and I relate to a lot of it, and I I enjoy because th this this keeps me motivated myself. And and certainly, you know, I I enjoy to see people out there doing good and and helping others to to become better, and and I think that's that's a calling it on its own because I think it, the more you surround again, you hear these stories, you 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 just see them, you watch them, you hear the talk, it just keeps you motivated. I have no, I mean, I don't know if someone watching right now will probably be like, oh, I don't like what I heard right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you, if, I, you know, people start hearing about the diet, and they're like, oh there's another guy talking about diets and nutrition and like i will say that's where most people turn because it's what they don't want to hear man 
That's well, what, what the reason they're going to do that is just because it's changing. It, that's the other exactly. thing, guys. Oh, I, exactly. You have to be willing to change and, and to sacrifice. Without it, nothing's going to... I don't care what, what area yeah. you go into. Yeah, yeah. That has to be the first you know element. You're willing to change, then you change. If you're not, it doesn't matter what we tell you. You're not going to do anything. But no. if you're open to it, you know, test it out. But, but if you really are serious about making a real life change and a healthy you know and, and again we talked about we started the show with the idea of being healthy wealthy and 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 just feeling good money buying spirit that's exactly what this is about it's just a mindset shift but without your will without your ability to to actually know that you want to change it's yeah. not going to happen you can that's hear ten thousand talks a minute <laughs> that's, what, that's what i call a wig on a pig it is what it is. But hey, listen, we're not going to change everyone, but we do hope that. At listen, guys, even if you don't want to change, maybe some of the words today can can just at least trigger some so. elements for yeah. you to just open up a little bit to the idea that maybe there is a way out. Maybe you can do better. And whether through Jake or through any other opportunity, guess what? If we can even help you to get to that point. That's already a success story for our, you know, you know yeah, chat sure. today. You know, now, ultimately, if you want the resource, Jake is here and certainly do use his services. You know, again, nothing to lose, right, Jake? Nothing to lose, yeah. only to gain. That's right. I mean, well, maybe maybe you'll lose some uh, some inches and and have to buy a new wardrobe for most. Well, that, people, that, that that that's a good <laughs> loss. <laughs> that's a that's an acceptable loss. <laughs> and some ego and some bad memories and some negative uh, energy, but yeah, that's that's the good stuff that we like to lose. I, I, listen at the end of the day if, if the result is like to be in that euphoria that bliss that you feel and that we we are getting the energy for right now day, I, I think that 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 beats any drug and any other mm -hmm. type of uh, you know inducing you know chemical <laughs> all day brother all right jack well listen it was a pleasure and an honor thank you so much for being with us here and uh you know i really enjoyed it any last uh you know words of wisdom to share with our audiences today no, thank you so much, Eric, and I appreciate the time and the space and, and letting me share. You know, like I said, it's an outlet for me to be able to do this and to need. And just to impress upon everybody else out there, you know, you might be the individual, it might be your journey, but remember, it takes all the people to make the world. All right. That that's it, Jake. Thank you so much. And folks, thank you for being with us, for watching, for listening. And yes, do check out, you know, the link and uh, reach out to Jake. Hey, you know, it's or share if you don't think this is for you, yeah. maybe for someone, share it with others. Um, so that being said, I'm Hurricane H. Uh, thank you for watching. New day, new show, new topic coming up, and we'll be talking soon. Bye for now.